0: Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day bringeth forth. This also was said by Paul in the New Testament. He said, we shouldn't say what our plans are for tomorrow because we don't actually know if we're going to even live tomorrow or what will happen to us. And Paul said we should say, if the Lord wills. This just shows humility. Understanding that the Lord is really the one in control, not us. But if we're determined and committed to doing something, and we say, I'm going to do this, that isn't a sin. If you feel like you're boasting, like saying, oh, we're going to make this great building next year, or we're going to bring in all this revenue next year, then in that case, Refrain from boasting, and say if the Lord wills, and then if you do meet your goal, then give the Lord all of the glory for it. 2. Let another praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Don't tell people good things about yourself. Let somebody else say it, or let it not be said at all. Because when we boast about ourselves, we just look foolish, And ignorant as well, because there's always going to be somebody who's done something more than you have. So when you're bragging, it shows that you don't understand what's going on in other people's lives. Three, a stone is heavy and the sand is heavy, and the anger of a fool is heavier than they both. There's a couple of ways of reading this, that if somebody threw a stone at you or sand at you, It would cause you discomfort, but it would be worse if you're in the presence of an ignorant, angry person. If you're in the presence of somebody who's angry, they could do anything to you. In normal, everyday language, we call it having triggers when people fly off the handle. But having triggers isn't normal. It means that there is demonic oppression in your life, and you need deliverance. Because that's not how people are supposed to act. Another way of reading it is that anger is a heavier weight over a person than a stone, which is very true. The demon of anger will weigh you down, and it will weigh your life down. 4. Fury is fire, and anger is overflowing, and who standeth before jealousy? If somebody is jealous because their spouse is cheating on them, the outcome will be worse than if they were just generally angry. 5. Better is open reproof. Than hidden love. Sometimes you have a crush on someone, but you never tell them. And that's hidden love. And hidden love is not a blessing to anyone. But on the other hand, we also should confront people and lovingly rebuke them when they're in the wrong. If they don't get corrected when they're wrong, then they'll continue and they may lose salvation. So it's more beneficial to correct somebody than to love them secretly. 6. Faithful are the words of a lover, and abundant the kisses of an enemy. By faithfulness, it means true. If somebody genuinely loves you, they'll tell you the truth. Even if the truth is negative and it hurts your feelings, they'll tell you what you really need to know. For instance, if you have a behavior that's offensive, they'll tell you the truth because they love you, and they'll say, I wish you wouldn't do that. Because they want the relationship to last. Because if you can't get along, the relationship will end. So that is faithful words of a lover. But an enemy will kiss you. And that is because they're plotting against you and they don't want you to know. And they're superficial and fake. I don't trust anybody who offers me a hug the first time they see me, unless I'm at a Christmas party and it's a lady who just loves to hug people. In that case, I would still trust her. But with most people, if they come up to you with open arms, or they flatter you, or offer you things on first sight, they definitely want something, and they are definitely a liar. This is why people get taken in on the street by kidnappers and others who want to do them harm, is because they believe the lying lips of an enemy. So when somebody tries to pretend that they are your best friend and you don't even know them, they're definitely your enemy. 7. A satiated soul treadeth down a honeycomb, and to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. This means... That when you're fat and you're full and you have everything you want, then a honeycomb doesn't look good to you. But if you're starving to death, even bitter foods would taste sweet. And this is just stating a fact of life. That when people are desperate, they'll receive anything. Are you desperate for acceptance and love? If so, you'll receive anything. And that will be to your doom. We must not be desperate. We need to get right with Jesus and focus on him and get all of our affirmation and acceptance from him because if we're trying to seek it through other people, we are definitely going to get used and taken advantage of. 8. As a bird wandering from her nest, so is a man wandering from his place. This is saying that when a man wanders from home and doesn't take care of his children or honor his wife, then it's the same thing as a bird leaving its nest. A bird's children will die if it leaves the nest, and a man's family will be destroyed if he abandons them. 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart and the sweetness of one's friend from the counsel of the soul. This is a simile that compares perfume to getting good advice from a friend who really cares. Good advice is beneficial to us. Sometimes our friends have been through things that we are now beginning to go through, and they can share a lot of wisdom with us on how they got out of that situation and what is best for us to avoid the situation or get out of it. 10. Thine own friend, and the friend of thy father, forsake not, and the house of thy brother, enter not in a day of thy calamity. Better is a near neighbor, than a brother afar off. This is just expressing a reality that we live in, that a lot of times, your own family members hate you more than other people who you are not related to. And this is saying that when you are in trouble, go to your friends, don't go to your family your friends will actually care about you and help. The cause of this could be because family members don't forgive you for the past when you are young, but friends love you a lot more deeply because they haven't seen all of the mistakes of your past. 11. Be wise, my son, and rejoice, my heart, and I return my reproacher a word. This is a father saying to his son, if you do what is right, then when people say evil about our family or evil about you, I can say, no, you are a good son. But if you are an evil son, I won't be able to defend you. 12. The prudent hath seen the evil, he is hidden. The simple have passed on, they are punished. This means that people with good judgment can see the writing on the wall. They can see the volcano that's about to burst, and they get out of the area. But a foolish person is not self-aware, and they're not aware of their surroundings, and they'll stay in the area, and then they'll get attacked. People will say, I never saw it coming, but they weren't paying attention to all the signs that were around them to show them that they were in danger. Always know who we're with, and where we're going, and what's ahead, and that way we can avoid danger. Thirteen, take his garment, when a stranger hath been surety, and for a strange woman pledge it. This is just again talking about a credit risk. When somebody is foolish enough to put up money for a stranger, that's one of the most foolish things that you can ever do. Because if somebody needs you to back them up financially, they most likely have no intention of paying that debt back. In this verse, it also says, have him put up collateral if he wants to sleep with a prostitute. Prostitutes aren't that expensive. I guess it means that even if he wants something really super cheap, he should still put up collateral if he can't pay for it instantly. And it makes sense that a man who's bad with money would also go to a prostitute because he has no common sense whatsoever. 14. Whoso is saluting his friend with a loud voice, in the morning rising early, a light thing it is reckoned to him. This is talking about flattery again. If somebody says a whole bunch of over-the-top things about you in public, and that's what it means by a loud voice, Oh, you're the greatest person in the world. You've restored my hope in humanity. I mean, don't ever go for that. They absolutely want something from you. And this says that when somebody is a flatterer like that, they're not trusted. 15. A continual dropping in a day of rain and a woman of contentions are alike. A bickering woman is irritating, just like a continual drop of rain that comes off of the eaves of your house. Look at a woman carefully before you marry her and make sure that she isn't controlling you in subtle ways because if she's controlling you in subtle ways before the marriage, it's going to turn into bickering after the marriage. 16 Whoso is hiding her hath hidden the wind, and the ointment of his right hand calleth out. If you try to correct a bickering woman, it's the same thing as trying to hold the wind or oil in your hand. It'll seep out through your fingers. So it's saying you cannot teach her or instruct her to stop being that way. Because either she's addicted to controlling you, or she's totally miserable because you are overbearing. And she thinks bickering is the only way to get her needs met. You can't change her by trying to control her. You have to stop being so controlling yourself, or you just have to put up with her because she's the one who's controlling. And this is why it's so important to be careful who we marry, because we don't want to marry somebody who's controlling, whether it's the wife or the husband. It will cause misery in the marriage. If everywhere you go is where the other person wants to go, and everything you do is what they want to do, and everything you buy is what they want to buy, do not get married. 17. Iron by iron is sharpened, and a man sharpens the face of his friend. This means that good friends correct each other's behavior. Now, this isn't always verbal correction. We don't always have to tell the other person, Oh, I don't like what you did. At other times, it's our example that will correct them. When we behave righteously, they'll mimic that because they look up to us and they love us, and so then it will cause our friend to act righteously. 18 The keeper of a fig tree eateth its fruit, and the preserver of his master is honored. If you take care of your master, and that could be your supervisor or your parents, anybody who has authority over you, including Jesus Christ. If you serve Jesus and take care of what he wants, then you will have great honor, just as if you owned a fig tree. Fig trees are highly valuable. Figs are highly nutritious. They're even medicinal. 19. As in water, the face is to face, so the heart of man to man. Just as water or a mirror reflects a man's face, what he does reflects what's in his heart. So if somebody cusses you out, belittles you, or takes advantage of you, or physically harms you, then their heart is evil. Stop hanging around that person. 20 Sheol and destruction are not satisfied, and the eyes of man are not satisfied. Hell is never satisfied. It wants more and more people in it. And Jesus said in the New Testament that hell enlarges herself. And again, the eyes of a man are not satisfied. People always want more, more, more. They always want another car, a bigger house, a better job, another promotion, more jewelry, more vacations. If you're a worldly person, you will never be satisfied. We shouldn't look through our eyes at what we want. We need to look in the Spirit and look toward Christ, and then we'll be fully satisfied. 21. A refining pot is for silver, and a furnace for gold, and a man according to his praise. Silver and gold have to be refined in a certain way, either in the furnace or in the refining pot. And a man, his character is assessed in a certain way. It's not assessed by what he thinks of himself. It's assessed by what others think of him. There's a lot of narcissists out there who think that they're totally awesome, they've never done anything wrong, and they're the best person in the whole world. And in reality, people in their lives know what their faults are. People know what kind of person that narcissist really is, and usually narcissists have pretty big flaws. They're either deviant, dishonest, sometimes they're criminals, and a lot of times they're very lazy, because they think that they're already perfect and they have nothing to learn, and they don't need to do anything for anybody, because everybody should be doing stuff for them. It's what others know about us that's more accurate than what we think of ourselves. 22. If thou dost beat the foolish in a mortar, among washed things, with a pestle, his folly turneth not aside from off him. This says that even if you beat up a fool to punish him, he still won't learn. Now there were previous verses that said the only thing a fool will understand is punishment. This is talking about somebody who's extra foolish to the point that even punishment won't correct them. And that's why some people go to prison repeatedly. Even the harshest punishment will not correct them. They are fools. They weren't born that way. And because they weren't born that way, they can be rehabilitated by Jesus Christ. So if you are a fool, don't worry. Jesus can rehabilitate you. You just need to repent and put all of your trust in him. And then he will make you wise. 23. Know well the face of thy flock. Set thy heart to the droves. 24 For riches are not to the age, nor a crown to generation and generation. Take care of what you have now, because it's not going to last. Take care of it as much as you can, because if you don't take care of it, you'll lose it a lot faster. 25 Revealed was the hay, and seen the tender grass, and gathered the herbs of mountains. 26. Lambs are for thy clothing, and the price of the field are he-goats. 27. And a sufficiency of goat's milk is for thy bread, for bread to thy house, and life to thy damsels. It's saying use your wealth appropriately. The hay is for the animals to eat, the herbs are for you to eat, the wool is for clothing, the price of the field should represent how many goats you can put on the field. So think appropriately. Don't pay an inappropriate price for something. And the milk of the goat is to be used to give life to your servants. And you can also use the land to grow bread for your servants. He's saying don't waste anything. Use your resources appropriately and use them to their fullest extent. Use everything. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 27.